Anthony Richardson's rookie season came to an end much quicker than any of us wanted to see. But what can we take away from the Indianapolis Colts quarterback's rookie season? And what is Richardson's outlook for 2024 and beyond? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, very small sample size for Anthony Richardson's rookie season. Only four games, really, that we have to go off of. But I think in those four games, we really saw a lot of, of what Anthony Richardson is is made of. Saw of the things, saw a lot of things that he does well, and and I think will continue to do to do well. Other things he does still need to work on. So uh, it was kind of a mixed bag, but uh, but I think there's definitely a lot to to go off of uh, for the rookie quarterback. But how you doing, brother? Doing really good, and uh, I, I know we were talking before the show. Glad that you won the the war with your internet. We were yeah. able to we were able to do it today. So, um, but look, you know, there's there's highs. There's some really really high highs, and, and then there's some areas where you're like, man, you gotta you gotta change that. You gotta improve that. And just like with any rookie quarterback, um, you're gonna have those. Now, I will say, you and I both agree on this. He is farther along than any one of us thought he was going to be. In fact, mm-hmm. you could even go to the highest uh, and most accredited analysts. Almost nobody figured that he would be just so in tune with the offense that quickly. Um, but with just four games, you know, we were we were still able to see we felt like enough where we can grade his rookie performance. And uh, like you said, man, I, the sky's the limit. But you you have to work on and we'll get into it, but you have to work on several different areas of the game. Um, if you're going to make that year two jump, not fall into a sophomore slump. And if you're going to truly, um, if he's going to find his full potential in Shane Steichen's offense, which I personally think is the perfect offense for him to play in. Exactly. So tonight we're going to dive into all aspects of Anthony Richardson's game. So we're not just going to give him an overall grade. We're going to dive into the pa- to the passing aspect of his game. Obviously, the the rushing attack that Anthony Richardson helps bring, pocket awareness, football IQ, uh, availability. Because like we say, the best ability is availability. So we're going to dive in and give grades for all of these attributes for Anthony Richardson as the 2024 offseason for the Indianapolis Colts gets underway of course we got to take a look at the chat and we're getting started off hot by anthony doe uh uh, anthony appreciate all of your support brother glad you're able to join us again live tonight on the show uh his super chat his five dollar super chat says andrew one internet zero yeah there was a good chance this episode wasn't even going to happen tonight guys because uh the internet at my house went down this weekend and uh, the old good folks at mediacom god bless them said wasn't going to come back on till Wednesday evening. So uh, as you can see from a guy that that works from home, covers the team, not great when you cover it uh, for a site online doing these live YouTube shows. But hey, came back on today. They, they under-promised, over-delivered. So shout out to them. Glad we were able to do this episode. And thanks a lot, Anthony, for all of your support. As always, you're an absolute G uh, when it comes to all of this. Patrick coming in here with another super chat. Say Drake better had better have had two more, made two drinks. Apparently it's a bigger cup this time. And it's about half and half. So we're, listen, we're good. We're, 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 we're back to this game. So if you 
you want to see uh, Drake continue to drink, bring in those super chats. He'll do it every single time. Appreciate the support, Patrick, as always. Uh, Stats Matt saying Andrew almost had to do this from a Starbucks. So glad to see him home. Let's get these off-season episodes going. And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight. And if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. So, Drake, let's dive right into it tonight. We're going to grade Anthony Richardson's rookie season. And and I think to to start out the first category, obviously probably the most important category, uh, uh, if you are an NFL quarterback, that's the passing aspect. Let's we're going to really evaluate his game as a passer. Now, when talking to Chris Ballard last week, Chris Ballard said, you know, he's a legitimate passer in this league and he can deliver the ball downfield and accurately. So and I th- and I think we definitely saw that in in these in these four games that he played throughout the season. I mean, his stats weren't uh, uh, weren't otherworldly. You look at that in the four games, he he had 577 yards, three touchdowns, one interception a 59.5 completion percentage. Uh, but but I don't think those tell the full story. And as we get into that, I've got some stats to back that up as well. So, so Drake, I'm going to hand this off to you. What did you think about Anthony Richardson as a passer in 2024? And then what grade would you give him as a passer? So I, I thought that he was better than I expected him to be. I honestly expected him to go out there and just really look, I mean, just, you know, sail balls, you know, throw balls in the dirt um just just due to his his situation at florida i mean there was i think it was an entire season um he didn't even have his quarterback coach which when you have 13 starts and you're 19 20 years old um that that could really set you back uh, when arguably it's the most important time in your development at, um and being so young but i will say that i thought that he looked very poised i thought that he made some incredible throws he made some really great throws when pressure was in his face, when guys were draped all over him while he was getting hit. Um, on the run, he throws just fine. I, I, that's not really anything that, to, to worry about. And, and the deep ball, that's his strength. Um, but I will say there, there were some throws too where um, while you were wowed by, by multiple throws, there were also some that sailed. I mean, he still is under 60, compl- uh, even in his four games, he still didn't hit 60% com- uh, completion. So he was right at the cusp of it at 59.550 for 84, um, for, uh, 577 passing yards. Like you said, three touchdowns, one interception. He didn't turn the ball over a bunch. Um, so I, he, I think he lost one fumble, so he only had two turnovers. Okay. So seven total touchdowns on the ground and through the air, but as a passer, I I'll be critical this time. Uh, I was going to give him, I was going to give him one grade, but I'm going to say B minus. Okay. Because I just think that, that when you're under 60% completion, it's really hard to win in the NFL. You, you gotta, you gotta increase that. Now he does have the legs, which you can make up for some of those. Right. Um, and with a good ground game, like Steichen's without question, going to implement a guy like Jonathan Taylor, you're going to be able to make up for some of those. Okay. But he's got to get more accurate because if he plays a full season of 17 games, 
who knows what his stat line looks like, you know, with that inaccuracy issue. So it still is an issue, but you know, he's still working it out. I mean, this guy still has only 17 career starts between college and NFL. He's so inexperienced still, and he was able to do some pretty special things. And yes, from the pocket. And yes, he is a better passer than any one of us thought he would be. I agree. I think he he's definitely a lot further along than than most people expected. And and part of that is due to the narrative that, that came out about him in the draft. You know, he's this big explosive athlete, but he's he's pretty raw on on as a passer and and throwing the football. When yep. when really when you look at when you watch the film, that's that's just not the case, you know. And and as the season was going along, especially once we got to that that Rams game, you know, in the second half Anthony Richardson was lights out, not only through throwing the ball, uh, but, but but running as well. I'm gonna go B minus as well, Drake. I think we're we're right, we're right on key there. Now, the reason why I mean you touched on it, the completion percentage, and obviously when you when you look at the raw stat like that, it, it's it needs is just plain and simple, it needs to improve. That's not gonna be going to be good enough. Uh, however, something that 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 might give give some people a little uh, uh something to look forward to or or to make sure that that it's not as bad as it might seem uh when you look at the adjusted completion percentage for anthony richardson and the adjusted completion percentage basically is the the percentage of aim passes thrown on target so it, it combines completions plus drops uh per per attempt or per and it's discounting throwaways as well Anthony Richardson's adjusted completion percentage in those four games that he played, uh, and that's including the the Houston game and the uh, uh, the Tennessee game where he didn't finish the game, but overall his adjusted completion percentage was seventy one point one. So that's not too bad, you know. And and a lot of it is whether you're you're some of those things are out of his control. But but I, he did make a lot of throws that that only a few quarterbacks in the NFL can make. And that throw against the Rams where he had Aaron Donald draped all over him uh, and trying to bring him down, and he flicks his wrist, and it's an absolute dot to Alec Pierce 40 yards down the field. There were some others. I mean, the the scene throw to to Drew Ogletree in in that opener versus Jacksonville, that one definitely stands out. Uh, There's just multiple throws in these games that you look and you're like, wow, it's it's really tough uh, uh, to to compare that to other quarterbacks because only some of the greats like, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those are the ones that can make those throws. So uh, on that side of things, he has the potential to do all that. However, he needs to get to there and be more consistent with it. There were times where where he missed, uh, whether he, it was bad mechanics, where he was more throwing off his back foot, wasn't quite balanced, uh, didn't have his feet pointed the right way, and those are all things that are that are just going to happen as a rookie, you know. And then those are going to become more second nature to him. Where the more he plays, the more it's going to be consistent for him. So, as in that regard, I, I what's what's the most encouraging about all this? is his mechanics aren't far off you know there he definitely has some areas where he can work in and fine-tune but it's not like you have to completely rebuild his base rebuild his footwork or his throwing motion all of that is really good it's all just about getting those feet pointed the right way and getting and stay balanced and and that, you know what comes how to fix that is practice 
repetition and playing live football. So the more football that Anthony Richardson plays, that's just going to get better in my opinion. So B minus for now, but I think, I think my grade probably would be different if we're talking about him playing uh, uh, the entire season, because I think the the longer that he goes, the more reps he gets, that's just going to get better for Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And, you know, mixed with the, the offensive scheme and just mixed with the, uh, the ability to push the ball downfield and his, and the threat with his feet. I mean, in that game against the Rams, and this is where, this is where the completion percentage sticks out the most. And we talked about, I remember talking about this game after it was over um, when we did the, the, the episode where we broke down the, the loss, they did go down 23 to nothing. He started out pretty flat passing the ball and it ended with 11 out of 25. Okay. Now that looks awful. Okay. That's 44% completion. That's, that's not good. But the thing is 200 passing yards. You still get two touchdowns. He still made some incredible throws down the field and pushed the ball down the field, was able to get the game into overtime, and they just couldn't uh, – uh, who knew Puka Nakua was, was going to be this ridiculous talent that he is at the time? Anthony Richardson, it's there. It's there, okay? Like you said, he just has to go out there, and he's got to be able to throw the ball more against live competition because there were a few plays also where he tried to force it and almost got intercepted, okay? But it's going to come with the it's going to come with that experience like you said plus he is in he's got he's in great hands with Shane Steichen and he's in great hands with Cam Turner who's his his QB coach i just think a guy like Jim Bob Cooter as well all three of those guys around him he's going to be fine he just has to work on those mechanics like you said put the foot in the right direction cuz generally wherever you're pointing that toe is where the ball's going to go unless you move your arms another direction which we saw him do at times but you and i we expected that sort of thing. So um, nothing we didn't expect to see. And in fact, we saw a little bit more than what we expected to. So, And Patrick has a really good point here. He says the Rams game dragged his completion percentage down a lot. It was 44% for that game. No other game was below 60. That's and he provides point. it right here. Jaguars, 64.9%. Houston, 60%. Rams, 44 And then that final game against the Titans, he has 75% completion percentage. So again, completion percentage, sure. You don't want it to be very low. You want it to be in the mid to high 60s, low 70s. But at the same time, it just doesn't tell the whole story. That's not a very good stat if you want to to point to to bad things. It just isn't, simply isn't. I mean, hell, you look at some quarterbacks throughout the years. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has had a really high completion percentage at times. Teddy Bridgewater really hasn't done anything special his entire career. So uh, it it does not tell the whole story, especially when it comes to accuracy, because he could complete two yard throws and and just to bump that completion percentage up and so it all comes with context Uh, but our next category drake let's talk about anthony richardson as a runner Uh, and i think we're both going to be pretty close in agreement on this i'll start out for me easy a easy a for anthony richardson as a runner uh the explosiveness that he brought uh having to force uh, defenses into guarding him as a runner keeping that that plus one and almost like it's like having a 12th offensive player out there and and in four games he had four rushing touchdowns uh it was it was it was just added a completely different dynamic to this Colts offense I mean 136 yards on the ground and 25 attempts uh just just the the Colts were using him very effectively I mean look at the game against Houston the game that he brought the Colts back from a 23 to nothing deficit against the Los Angeles Rams also big part of that was with his legs so uh against Tennessee he started out well with his legs that in in that game as well so 
that's that's obviously going to be the best part of his game until his 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 passing ability catches up. So I've got a very solid A for Anthony Richardson on the ground. What do you think? I'm going to put it at an A minus just because I feel like the, it's I, I'm I'm going to stick with that concussion he suffered against the Texans. I feel like Fair his, point. Run, his running is there. All of that you you don't have to teach freakish athleticism. All right, he's already got all that. He's massive. He runs a, a four four forty yard dash or four point four three. I mean, um, it, just ridiculous speed, massive size. Um, and and I go back to that Texans game. I know that we can we can just talk about how he can run all day. I love that you brought up that it makes defenses defend you differently because that run from Zach Moss was because Anthony Richardson was in the game. You saw linebackers freeze because as soon as that ball was snapped and right at the point of the handoff, they're waiting to see if Richardson's going to have the ball. And by the time Moss has it, they're still looking at Richardson, even for a split second. And a guy like Moss, who is not a burner. All right, let's just face it. I mean, he's not Jonathan Taylor. He's got some speed, but he's, he's generally not going to outrun defensive backs if they have a beat on it. Okay, it was Richardson's mere presence and his athletic ability, that running ability that that got that play to happen. All right. And obviously Moss had to finish it, but it's going to open up so much for the offense. You saw the limitations with Gardner Minshew, who, by the way, also barely cleared 60 percent completion percentage. So it's it. Anthony Richardson brings an entire entirely different dynamic to this offense and guys like Alec Pierce due to his running ability, all of a sudden you get open deep shots because guys are, you know, on play action, they're biting. I mean, there's just so much more you can do to a defense when you have a guy like Anthony Richardson out there. And um, I, I fully expect him to take better care of himself in 2024 and hell, it'd be pretty cool to see him bust off a large run because going back to that Texans game, I know it was just so brief, but he was on his way to just ruining that defense. They had no idea what the hell to do with him. And so, um, you know, if he's not in there and score, doesn't score those two touchdowns, who's to say Minshew leads them to victory? So, um, yeah, I give it a solid A-. minus. You just got to take care of yourself better because guys are going to look to take your freaking head off. Exactly. Two rushing touchdowns in a quarter and a half for Anthony Richardson. He was well on his way to a record-breaking day. Stats Matt says, I'll go B-plus because if he's going to be in an RPO offense, he's going to have to make a few more right reads. And, and that's, a, that's a fair point, Stats yeah. Matt. I think, and I think, again, that's just going to come with, with playing more. You know, that's just going to come with experience being in those situations where where you have to make those reads quickly and and experiencing that firsthand. I think it's also going to help having Jonathan Taylor with Anthony Richardson for more than than just, I think, one or two plays is all they played together. Uh, I mean, honestly, you talk about it and and. And I think it's going to make Jonathan Taylor's life a little bit easier as well. But but just having those two is going together. And, and granted, Zach Moss did a great job this season. Oh, yeah. He's not Jonathan Taylor, you know, so it's going to be completely different having those two uh, together in there working that RPO game uh, than it is when it's just Richardson and, and Zach Moss or, or whoever back there. But but I think I, Richardson's off to a very good start as far as it comes to to the running game and 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 himself as a runner. So let's let's kind of go back to to the passing aspect of it, Drake pocket awareness which i think is a very underrated aspect for a quarterback especially a rookie quarterback you know because defenders are faster the game is much faster than it is in college so you have to make quicker decisions there so in terms of pocket awareness for anthony richardson what do you think uh what do you think is the grade that he deserves there you know 
originally I, I was I was like, man, he's got better pocket presence than I expected when I watched his college tape. There was multiple times where he was dodging defensive players, and this dude's huge. You think he's going to run into to people? He makes himself skinny when he needs to. He's able to move around in the pocket just fine. But I said to myself, let's see him do that against NFL competition. All right. I was still impressed. I was still, I, I still thought he had better pocket presence than I even thought he would have remotely. I'm going to give him a B plus because I think that he's just because of the wow factor that I had. I, I thought originally he'd be around maybe like a C plus, you know, him coming into the NFL, just not experiencing, you know, massive guys just coming after him, guys that can move as fast as him, you know, the Micah Parsons of the world or the Miles Garrett's of the world, you know, or the Aaron Donald's of the world. And he did just fine in the pocket. And I don't think that's an issue. I, I think that really, if you're talking about what can he work on in the pocket, it's just making the throws that are easy, you know, at times, because he did sail a couple. But I'm not worried about his pocket presence. I'm also not worried about him leaving too quickly. He leaves when he needs to. Unless it's a quarterback design run, he leads when he leaves that pocket only when he sees nothing else or if he sees a clear lane. Um, but yeah, I'd give it a solid B plus, and I think it's only going to improve again. I, I I'm so high on Cam Turner. I thought what he did with Cam Newton and and Kyler Murray was fantastic, and I think that he's going to translate all that over to Richardson's development too. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. I think it's right there. I thought it was very solid for a rookie quarterback. There are definitely some areas that he can get better at. You know, uh, identifying some different blitzes. I think is one of them. Uh, but but the way he was able to maneuver within the pocket, you know, I I think that's just so key. Uh, being able to break as many sacks as he did and, and escape. Again, for all those people that think Anthony Richardson is a run first quarterback, that's just simply not true. He keeps his eyes down the field and he only takes off when he absolutely needs to, you know, and, and I think we, I think we saw that in those four games that Anthony Richardson played. So I definitely think there's room for improvement. Obviously he want you want to hence make hit, make sure he identifies blitzes, uh, maybe gets the ball out to his hot read a little bit quicker. So he doesn't take unnecessary hits. And, and I think he, there was times where he held the ball a little bit too long as yes. well, but, but for the most part, he got the ball out quickly. He was able to find targets down the field and he was able to avoid that rush. You know, he wasn't, necessarily uh michael vick on every single play but there, there were just subtle movements in the pocket that allowed him to to get the ball out to his receivers down the field so a solid b for anthony richardson as far as pocket awareness and again I, i'm gonna sound like a broken record here but a lot of these things just playing and and getting those live reps is really going to help anthony richardson get better in in all of these categories yeah and one more thing is he only took seven sacks all right. And this was against a world beater like Aaron Donald. I know he's on the on probably the latter, the latter side of his career. But I mean, he played some dogs in his four games and he right. I thought that he did a good job not taking sacks, not fumbling the ball in the pocket, not getting it stripped away. Um, you know, that ball is tight. It's tight to his chest. So he's not going to let go of that football and good luck taking it away from him. But, yeah, there's still areas you can work on. But like you said, and, and it's just so obvious. The best experience is live reps. And as they develop him, as he gets a, a full off season again, and as he's going into year two and building that rapport with his line, with his backs, with his receivers, with his tight ends and his coaches, that pocket presence is just going to get better.
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Now let's talk about decision making, Drake, and this can kind of follow along with what well, kind of what we were talking about in the RPO game. The stats Matt brought up, and and some of those decisions there for decision making in terms of being a rookie. Uh, I'm going to give him a, a B plus to almost a minus in this category, and here's why. Uh, while while there are definitely some areas that he needs to do better at as far as like RPO, uh, uh, he 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 can certainly do a better job of maybe hitting receivers maybe down the field a little bit more. I also think that was as far as not pushing it down the field as much. Number one, defenses were dictating it. They didn't want to let Anthony Richardson's big arm beat them and and that's also while the Colts were trying to keep things simple for him not too much of put not trying to put too much on the rookie's plate early on but I thought overall he made some good decisions there wasn't overall there wasn't a lot of big throws that I thought were would constitute as turnover worthy throws you know where he's throwing it into double and triple coverage and, and risking interceptions. It just didn't happen uh, uh, that often. So I think for the most part, he was taking what the defense was giving him. He was making solid decisions, wasn't putting the ball in harm's way. So I, I think overall, for me, it's a B-plus to almost an A-minus uh, as far as decision-making is concerned. What do you think, Drake? I would say I'm I'm pretty close to where you're at. I'd put it at a B and and you know that's that's a solid grade because a lot of rookie quarterbacks I mean they just go out there and they that they really they really think their arm can win at all. You know, and a guy like him that's the biggest issue that we were thinking oh he's just going to believe in that arm. And you know, uh he real I mean I point to the Jacksonville Jaguars game, okay? First game of his entire career and they turned out to be a better defense than anybody expected mm-hmm. them to be. And Josh Allen turned out to be a way more consistent pass rusher than I thought he was. I mean, he was 24 for 37 for 223. All right. That's a lot of check downs. That's a lot of one, two, nope, check down. Okay. So he showed he can make the right decisions and not just go, okay, one, two, ah, you know what? The hell with it throw the ball down the field and and a lot of guys veterans even guys like James Winston oh my god that's that's like that's like their MO that's why he had 30 interceptions in a season so uh you're encouraged you know you're excited that game is really where you saw the volume passing he did take four sacks so four of those seven came in that game alone but I really liked his decision making he did throw an interception but in other games I mean you got the the Tennessee game when he was in the game nine completions for 98 yards the, the real breakout game where you're seeing like some big plays was the Rams game. And so I, it's encouraging to see him not just go out there and just chuck the ball down the field, trusting his arm because defenses will absolutely make you pay. They're quicker than, than what you face in college. They're going to get to your throw faster. Um, and, and so it really gives you encouragement. And plus with guys like Josh Downs um, and, and, you know, if the Colts decide to draft a tight end somehow, or if Jelani Woods is going to be able to recover, you got a big bodied guy that can help you in the short game. And, and so I, I think that, you know, another guy like Evan Hall, that's a big name to look for because he's one of the best receiving backs. He was in college. He was literally the best receiving back coming into the draft out of college. So I think that he's going to play a huge part. He only saw like 
I think one carry before he got hurt. So those are some names like uh, uh, Josh Downs and Evan Hall. Those are names that I think Richardson's going to lean on at times. Same thing with Pittman. So it, it's awesome to know that he's willing to make the correct throws, not just the ones he's the most comfortable with throwing. Yeah, in 98 dropbacks, Anthony Richardson had four turnover-worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus. That's only 3.7% of Anthony Richardson's dropbacks were, were turnover-worthy plays. And, and, and so that's that's not that's not a lot for for a rookie uh you would expect a rookie with again only 13 starts in college everyone brought that up to have much more much more turnover worthy plays you know especially a guy with a big arm uh talk about like the like we saw with will levis i saw will levis a lot of times throwing the ball into tight coverage really trusting his arm and it worked out for will levis on, oh, on yeah. numerous occasions oh yeah other times he either paid the price or was very close to paying the price. So, and and I think just like Anthony Richardson will grow, I think Will Levis will grow from that too. But it, it's encouraging to see that that Anthony Richardson knows he's got a really strong arm. It's obvious he's he's not dumb by any means, but he's not putting the ball in harm's way just because he has that strong of an arm. And I think that's going to be key, not only be to 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 keep the offense moving, but but so that way you don't have so many of these of these mistakes. He's being he's being uh, conservative with the football but he's also and I, this is a credit to to the coaching staff Shane Steichen, and Jim Bob Cooter and, and Cam Turner they're putting him in the right position so that way he can be aggressive at times and he knows what to look for uh, when he's aggressive um, it, so that's why I'm gonna go that's why I'm going as far as as decision making is concerned uh, B plus to it to an A minus so because I thought as far as rookie quarterbacks is concerned Anthony Richardson was right up there with C with CJ Stroud as far as having the best decision making ability in this class. Never never looked like he was overwhelmed or the game was moving too quickly for him where he didn't know where to go with the football. He was confident with the football and and he didn't make those 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 rookie mistakes that you typically see. Yeah, and look, um, with a guy like Shane Steichen, and especially the RPO system, it's a lot of quick throws, quick reads. You know, get the ball out of the out of the pocket fast. And so, I, I also thought that, or you also have to think, he totally understands that the more passes you complete underneath, they're probably going to start by taking the deep ball away. A lot of teams are going to do that because they don't want to get. You know, I don't mean to go back to it, but the Week 18 game, what do the Texans do? Holy cow, your first throw is 75 yards, and after that, it just really changes everything you're doing defensively. Defenses don't want to let Richardson go out there and do what Stroud did to the Colts. So I think that the more passes he completes underneath, that's going to open up more opportunities deep. And I think he fully understands that. And obviously that's going to get into, uh, you know, something else we're going to talk about as well. Yeah. So let's go to our next category here, Drake football IQ. And, and so I, I'm interested to see where, where you're at in this, because on, on one hand you could saw, you could see his football IQ growing, but on the other hand, I still think there's, there's quite a bit to learn uh, for Anthony Richardson. So where do you stand with football IQ uh, from his rookie season? This was the hardest one uh, to, to grade because really hard to measure. Yeah, yeah, because um, I look, uh, I look, I factored in he 
really, really understood how to read defenses when he was doing the film breakdowns. Uh, he, he knocked it out of the park when they were interviewing him. Uh, when teams were interviewing him, he didn't really miss a beat. Um, you also saw in the Ravens game, I know he didn't even play in that game, but Minshew did not have any freaking clue how to read a, a blitz coming off the side and didn't make any calls, didn't make any changes, and he got melted for it three times by safety Kyle Hamilton. And, and it also happened against the Raiders. Um, and he took unnecessary hits because he didn't identify the blitzes. That's a veteran. Richardson made the calls at the, at, at the line of scrimmage. Richardson saw the blitzes. It's just, it's weird to me. Maybe Minshew's just really bad at it. And Richardson's just a little bit above average. But I also, like you said, I, I thought that he had areas to improve in. You know, there, there's certain areas where it's like you just have to continue to learn schemes. Yeah, you, ha- you have to continue to to change the plays along with the way the defense changes and disguises coverage. And there's some there's some coordinators out there that are going to take advantage of you if you don't have a high football IQ. And we saw that at times against or with Richardson. I know that in that Jaguars game, yeah, he he played pretty well, but they also did force him to throw the ball short a lot. And so there were times where I, I thought that he took I, I thought that he didn't deal with the pressure as, as well, but it was also his first game. So. Um, I would put it at a B. Um, I, I think I know that's kind of a punt, but I think that there's room to grow. But oh man, I mean, I love the way he studies film, I love the way he can break down coverages, love the way he identifies things at the line of scrimmage. I think that a B, a B is a very fitting grade. I was gonna go like B minus, but again, I go back to that Ravens game, and I feel like if Richardson's in there, I, don't, I just don't see Kyle Hamilton getting three sacks. Yeah, I agree. And and for me, this might seem a little bit low, but I'll explain. I'm going to go C+. And the only reason I'm going to go C+, is because uh, it, it, I think coming hearing how, what, how Richardson talked about his time on the bench, uh, sitting and watching, he, he still does have a lot to learn. Um, he talked about, you know, when when he was out there playing, he was getting this information and, and doing the weekly game plan. And he was more just trying to take the information directly to the game and trying to win because he had that time to sit with the injury. And, and because he couldn't play, he was able to dive in a lot deeper into the various schemes, why they were doing this, being able to read de- defenses, how to identify various coverages and really do a deep dive in the in the how and the why. Shane Steichen would sit there with him and, and go really in, in detail on, on all these things. So I, I think we just hearing from him and, and, and hearing how he progressed throughout the season, this is going strictly off of the games that he played those first four games. And I'm going to give him a C plus. And I don't think that's, that shouldn't be seen as a knock on Anthony Richardson. I think that's, to me, that's an honest grade. It puts him right about average because in terms of football IQ, you know, he's probably around average for NFL quarterbacks because because he's only played four games and he's 21 years old. Okay. He's not a prime Peyton Manning at 21 years old. There's still, he has so much to learn. And a lot of that is just going to be experiencing that again in live reps. He's going to have to go through those situations at game speed in order to, to do that. I mean, you've seen Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is a in my opinion, probably one of, if not the smartest quarterback in the NFL right now, as far as going through coverages, identifying he's an absolute wizard at the line of scrimmage. Joe Burrow wasn't like that as, as a rookie, you know, it took him uh, a few years to get to that point. I think it's going to take Anthony Richardson to get to that point as well. But the biggest thing here, do I believe Anthony Richardson can get to that level? 
absolutely because of number one, his work ethic. You hear all the time. Everybody that you talk to within that Colts organization says that the iPad is glued to Anthony Richardson's Anthony Richardson's hands. Hell, Michael Pittman Jr. even said that 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 this is that sometimes you have to remind Anthony Richardson that other people are in the room, you know, and he can interact with, with other people besides just being in his iPad. So he's going to, it's going to take some time, you know, and, and it, it's going to be really interesting how he develops again with those live reps. Uh, I think with his, his incredible work ethic. And then the finally, the final point I want to make on this long tangent is the kid's got a head on his shoulders. Anthony Richardson is is a very, very smart, intelligent oh, yeah. young man. You know, I when I talked about doing all my research in, in rookie files, I mean, he was in advanced classes. Uh, uh, he was in special programs growing up. He had a very, very high GPA at Florida. You know, so Anthony Richardson is a very smart human being, and he retains that information as well. So C-plus right now, but it would not shock me. Within a few years, we're talking about Anthony Richardson as having one of the better football IQs in, in terms of the entire league. Well, and look, this is, again, look at the staff, all right? You've got quarterback guys all around him, all right? And you've got guys that have developed quarterbacks that are athletes that, that tend to run first, that have big arms, okay? These freak athletic guys like Cam Newton. They're, they've been developed by, by Cam Turner. And then you have Shane Steichen, who's pretty much at this point, especially with Richardson now, he's developed the pocket passer. He's developed the, the volume passer like Herbert. He's now developing Anthony Richardson and Jalen Hurts. I mean, so you're talking about a, a very – this is the best situation. We went into it when when Shane Steichen was – or when they picked Richardson, we we said this is the best situation for him to walk into because of, of the staff that they've got around him. Not to mention the line is back, so you have protection to help him. So – it, it, it all it all is is lining up with he just has to stay healthy and he just has to get out there and play and he just has to continue to soak up stuff which clearly he's more than willing to do and when you put all that into the equation and, and then you mix in rapport with his teammates I mean really again the sky's the limit and I think that that, that IQ is just going to continue to get more crisp. Exactly. And that, that cuts a good segue going into our next, our next uh, yeah. topic here, injuries and availability. And, and before, before we get into that, guys, Drake's drink pretty full. So uh, we need to get, get some things going here so we can uh, get, get, get Drake a little, little liquored up here on this Monday evening. But, uh, but Drake, honestly, and this is going to be the worst grade of the night. I got to give it a D I got to give it a D. And and again, we're not, we're not trying to, we're trying to be fair with these, but he was only available for four games and he went out in two of them. Stats Matt gives a D minus for, for injuries and availability. So, and, and Anthony Richardson, I think would agree with this as well. He needs to be better. He even said in his, in his season ending press conference, you know, I gotta be, I, I can't, I'm not going to change my playing style, but I definitely need to play smarter. You know, and he talked about it, not letting up on that touchdown run uh, in Houston. He took 100% of the blame on that concussion. Uh, and, and he, there's, there's just other areas too, knowing when to get down, knowing when to fight another day and, and knowing when to go for it, when to go for that first down. Again, all that's going to come just, it's a learning experience. I really think he's going to take this season to heart as far, especially in the, the injury category, making sure that, that he keeps himself healthy and available, but that's, that's ultimately what derailed his season. 
was was not being able to uh, uh, to stay on the field. So D minus for me as far as injuries and availability is concerned. Drake Carriage House with his two dollar super chat. Thank you so much uh, for the support. Carriage House is asking what's in the cup. So I got some cucumber, uh, some cucumber and mint vodka. Half uh, I've got half cucumber and mint vodka with some uh, Canada dry ginger ale. So it's a uh, it's a nice uh, tasty drink. <laughs> Listen, guys, Drake doesn't mess around when it comes to his mixed drinks. He he goes or my mules all out or his mules. Yeah, yeah mules pretty fire. So Drake, uh, first of all, Carriage House, thank you so much for your support, buddy. Great question. And Drake, what do you give him as far as availability and injuries are concerned? You know, I'll be I'll I wanted to give him an F. <laughs> just because it's like uh it's like you only played four games and and you really you played two two and a half really uh but i'll give him a d minus okay and, and look i'll go back to ballard's press conference he said you know he's got to realize that you can't let up at the at the line of scrimmage you can't just assume you're not going to get hit these are missiles at this point like this these are guys that are gonna if you are still in the field of play and you have not crossed that goal line you if they hit you they're thinking I could still force a fumble. Okay. They're still thinking about, I could still make a play in college. He's so damn big that like, there's a chance that dude's going to come as hard as he can at the guy. Right. And he's just going to bounce right off of him. So I just think that Richardson has to, he's got to be more aware of, of, of his body and where it's at on the field. And, you know, there are probably some out there. I know that there was, I can't remember what, I think it was pro football talk um, that, Anyway, pro football talk did their typical thing of, you know, kind of kind of twisting a, a title. And they said, you know, Anthony Richardson, despite injury, does not want to change his style of play or something like Gotta that. Gotta love Mike Florio. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love love is, a, is, a, is an interesting word. Uh, but uh, yeah, like if you take if he changes his play style, you're taking away what makes him so special. You're taking away the dynamic abilities. You're taking away the explosive plays, which in Three out of his four games, he had a long pass of over 30 yards. Okay, that's because of the the style that he plays uh, and the way that he can run and throw and all that stuff. He just has to be more aware. Okay, and that goes into football IQ as well, I think. So he just has to he he has to be able to stay on the field. Okay, and and when he's running, slide. You know, I know that uh, I think it, I can't remember what game it was, but I think it was the Titans game. And of course, he ended up getting hurt, which that's actually, ironically enough, the one injury where you're like, well, he couldn't help that. He got tackled from behind by Harold Landry. So mm-hmm. nobody's fault there. It's just called football and it's a contact sport. But I remember he slid on a play in the crowd like they like gave him an applause at Lucas Oil right. Stadium. They were so happy that he did it. He slid. He didn't lower the shoulder. It's a little different if it's like the wild card. Last play of the game, goal line situation, it's you and a defensive back, by all means, freaking punish that dude. But if it's like first down and 10, second down and five, man, just just slide. If you get a couple yards and you're one yard shy, you're probably going to be able to get the first. So, again, going back to football IQ. So I just think that he's got he's to know where he's at on the field, understand how large he is, and also understand that if he's got the ball and he's past line of scrimmage and he's a free runner, man, guys are going to try to take his head off because – that they know they've got to hit him hard to get him down. So he can't match the physicality. He's a quarterback. All right. That's how you get hurt in the NFL. So I think he's going to learn that. And I think that this grade is going to be far better uh, than, than a D minus. Cause like I said, I wanted to give him an F just cause he missed so much of the season. Um, but again, I'll give him a D minus cause he missed uh, a lot of games. He had multiple injuries and he's just got to learn, learn how to not take so many. 
Listen, football, there's a 100% injury rate in football. Oh, yeah. It's just about playing smart and making sure you're making yourself available to help this team win. So we've gone through all of our categories for this evening. Now it's time for the overall grade in chat. Put your overall grades in there as well. Drake, I'm going to have you start it, buddy. What is your overall grade for Anthony Richardson's rookie season? Ooh, um... I would give him a higher grade if he would have played even like three or four or five more games, but I'm going to give him a B. All right. I, I think that there's so much to learn for him still. And Ballard even said that he's got a lot to learn, mm-hmm. but he also said he's empathetic. He understands he's driven. He's humble. Those are incredible qualities for a dude that has such little experience. He needs to be that way. And he is, and his teammates love him. All right. And so I think that all those things with the physical skills that you can't teach and just the, the, the coaching around him and the plan and the understanding that he needs to learn a lot from both sides. I think that's all going to work out really well for him, but it's 2023 season. I saw some sparks. I saw some things where I'm like, he's farther, far farther along than I thought. But there, again, with like the injuries and sometimes just kind of the football IQ, you're like, ooh, yeah, you got a lot to learn still. But he's young. So I think a B is a fantastic grade, especially when you basically played only two and a half or three games. I agree. Stats, Matt, or I'm sorry, Patrick, getting those two mixed up. Patrick says overall grade, I for incomplete, <laughs> not enough reps to judge, uh, but great, great potential. Yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. Stats, Matt's now saying C plus can't be higher than that when you only play under a fourth in the season. But it's what fair. we did see was very encouraging for what some people thought he'd B. So I, I like I like both of those answers. For myself, I'm going to give him a B minus. So I'm just right below you, Drake, because we we've seen we've seen the potential there. You know, we see the tools are there. Anthony Richardson, if you if you're not if you're watching his tape and you're saying he can't throw the football and isn't doesn't have uh, the ability to be a good passer in this league, either a you're you have a bias and and a narrative that you're pushing or or two you you don't know how to watch football so i mean you look at the you look at the film and and you look at his mechanics it's all there does he need to 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 get things a little bit better and and tighten some things up absolutely he's a rookie for god's sake but i think he will he's got the right the the right coaches are in place in these in and he's got the work ethic uh, to be able to accomplish that obviously he's electric as a runner and and i think the decision making the football iq uh, all of that will will get better with with more reps and and, and more coaching the the pocket presence as well more reps a lot of that you can't teach and we saw how great anthony richardson was at evading sacks in the pocket that isn't going to change at all uh but then again the big one has to stay available he can't be taking unnecessary hits really needs to learn how to protect himself be smart out there on that football field so overall in those four games that we saw him b minus because i think he's well on his way to being a franchise quarterback Uh, i have full confidence that he's going to be able to do that not only in 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 anthony richardson but like i said the the coaching staff that's around him the colts are going to make sure they add more weapons around him to give him the best chance to succeed uh so b minus as a rookie in only four games but i think the the future is very very bright uh, uh, for Anthony Richardson and what he can accomplish in a Colts uniform. Yeah. And Hey, that's number one is that 
you got to stay on the field because none of the physical skills, none of those explosive, wow, holy cow plays can happen if you're sitting on the sideline. So he's also got to stay healthy because to be able to compete in this AFC South for the future, look, CJ Stroud is going to the divisional round right now. Okay. Trevor Lawrence on any given Sunday can, can dice up any defense and Will Levis, I, I firmly believe is on his way to being a better quarterback than even than his second round status. So it's like, you got to be able to have Anthony Richardson out there and you got to have the full potential along with Shane Steichen's offense. I, I'm impressed with what I saw. You're impressed with what you saw. But again, you got to be out there on the field. And if he is and he stays healthy, whew, you might have a really, really exciting future for the Indianapolis Colts franchise. And I think this is a really good uh, uh, summation. Uh, for Anthony Richardson's from Matthew Sunberg on Facebook. Thank you, Matthew, so much uh, for watching and, and for your support. Matthew says, AR5 has all the ability, just needs the polish and the hours put in to make good into great. And I, I think that's that's that sums it up to you. He's got all the ability there. It's just going to take the time. It's going to take the reps. And as long as he can stay healthy, the future is bright for the Colts and Anthony Richardson. So before we head into the latest Colts news and rumors, we have another super chat from Carriage House here. Thank you so much for all of your support. And Carriage House Drake says more of your cucumber drinking. More of your cucumber drinking. No problem. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. Carriage House, thank you so much for, for the super chat, buddy really really appreciate it so so drake let's let's talk about the latest colts news and rumors and it's really quiet over there on west 56th street which i guess hey listen rare and and not i'm not complaining either because normally we're dealing with controversy in the offseason covering these indianapolis colts but uh the one thing that that is out there is that the colts potentially could be losing their assistant GM. So it's been reported that Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds uh, is the favorite for the Raiders GM vacancy. Uh, uh, He has interviewed with them uh, this year already and in previous seasons uh, for that that GM position. So Drake, I want to ask you, how big of a loss would it be for the Colts if, if Ed Dodds moves on and becomes a general manager in the NFL with a different franchise? I think it'd be I think it'd be per, uh, way bigger than people are are thinking because a lot of these front office guys that aren't the GM and owner they kind of get forgotten a bit even if they're not the head of scouting or something like that but man I'm, I've got it right here he's with the Seahawks for a decade mm-hmm. then he, he gets his way up to senior personnel executive then he goes and gets hired by the Colts in 2017 and then they promote him just a year later um, when Andrew Luck took him to the playoffs in, in Frank Reich's first year as the assistant general manager. So he's been the assistant general manager for like, I think that's like four or five seasons. And he's he's already not only interviewed with the Raiders, but I think the Chargers and Panthers also um, potentially want him as a GM. I mean, this is not surprising. Um, I, I think that the assistant GM is one of the biggest voices in the GM's ear. And uh, you're also talking about a guy who understands scouting. You're got, you're talking about a guy who is like Ballard, a fantastic talent evaluator. So you're losing somebody who is a crucial part of that 2023 draft where you got guys like Juju Brents, you got guys like Josh Downs, you got guys like Will Mallory and, and Jalen Jones in the seventh round. And you hit those day three picks. I understand Ballard is great. At the at the at the day two and day three picks, and you know he's got positions that he nails like corner and and linebacker, but you can also credit Dodds for some of that too because he's right there in the discussion with Ballard on who they're picking. So I think it'd be a big loss for the Colts, um, but that's just the league, man. When you succeed, 
you're going to get promoted and you're probably going to lose that person in the respective franchise. But I think the Raiders, if they get him, I think that that's, that's wonderful, especially given last season with Josh McDaniels and, and everything that happened. And I think that the Raiders are getting themselves one hell of an executive. And I think that Ed Dodds has absolutely earned a general manager position. Absolutely. By the way, Drake, Patrick wants you to drink. Uh, and, for, and, then, and then he comes back more with a Ky, with the Kylo Ren gif of uh, uh, say, say more. So, Patrick, thank you for your super chats uh, to help Drake wet his whistle here. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And, and, and NFL nerd, I see your super chat as well. Uh, I'm going to respond to Drake and then we can get you your question because I think it's, it's a good one here. Um, so, Drake, yeah, I think it would be a, a big loss for the Colts of Ed Dodds uh, does end up moving moving on that being said i think he deserves it you know i think it's time yeah. i think yeah. he he's more than ready to be a gm uh, and i think he's going to be successful luckily for the colts if with ballard losing his right hand man in dodds if that happens morocco brown is Oof. right there and i think it would be an immediate uh, uh promotion for morocco brown to assistant gm morocco brown has played a heavy hand in getting the some guys like Anthony Richardson, uh, Dio Odangbo, uh, uh, and among others, you know, those are just two names that, that really, uh, come to mind, but I mean, Morocco Brown is a very, is a fantastic talent evaluator as well. And both Dodds and Morocco Brown, neither one of them are afraid to, to, to push Ballard and, and challenge Ballard, which is, I think something that any good organization needs you can't have all your top guys just be yes men you know and and just going along with what the gm says no you need strong you fail. yeah strong personalities that that trust each other and can work well together so that the way they can challenge one another you know i think that's what makes for for really good debate it makes you be able to vet all of the potential players and 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 positions that you're looking for and ultimately it helps you come out with with better talent so so i i think if ed dodds moves along yes it, it moves to the raiders or or anywhere else i think it would be a, a big loss for the colts but i think the they're they're well equipped to, to handle that and 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 Morocco Brown would fit in that assistant GM role just fine. So let's talk about uh, this, the uh, question from NFL nerd um, and NFL nerd said, is this the year uh, Chris Ballard spends on free agents thinking for Anthony Richardson's development? And, and I assume NFL nerd means outside free agents, because I would assume they're going to give that big contract to, to Michael Pittman uh, and, and make sure he comes back. That would be the biggest offense, the biggest uh, free agent on the offensive side of the board or offensive side of the ball. Uh, but Drake, what do you think? Do you think this is the year that Chris Ballard spends a lot in free agency, or are we going to see more business as usual? <laughs> Ballard and free agency, man. Um, he's not a he's just not a big spender. Um, but I will say, it makes me confident that they they've got the rookie deal with Richardson. That's huge. That's the first time he's really had that because you paid Wentz a crap ton of money. You paid Ryan a crap ton of money. You even paid Nick Foles some money and, and Andrew Luck was making money. So like you have an opportunity here to really hit in free agency. And it made me confident when he went and got Samson Ebicom, a man who turned out as the leading sack artist for the Colts. So I think if he does, though, I mean, I'm looking at these names at wide receiver and you got guys like, I mean, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, you know, Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis. The only name that sticks out to me is Curtis Samuel, you know, maybe more like a quick win guy, a, a, a potential playmaker. But I just don't think he's going to spend 
anything on pass catchers. The Mike Evans, the Mike Evans dream, that's not going to happen. I think if he does, though, I think that I'm looking on the defensive side. I'm looking at maybe some offensive line depth. And on defense, I'm looking at like cornerback and maybe like a guy like uh, if he will shell out a little bit money. Chidabay Wuzie. You got a guy like Christian Fulton, Jeff Akuda. There's 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 some names that I think Ballard will get, but he's just not a he's not a big free agent signing type GM. He he might sign some free agents, but they're going to be in key spots like Samson Ebicom, which we all know his name now. But boy, when he was first signed, you're like, well, who's this outside of the outside of people who cover the team like you and I? And uh, I, I credit to you. You predicted that he would absolutely take off for his career. And he had a career best year because Chris, Chris Ballard took that chance on signing him. So I think you're going to see some signings, but they might not be the ones that all the Colts fans are talking about, like Mike Evans. Yeah. And I, I think, I think when you're, when you're looking at this guys, uh, the Col- he Ballard did admit the Colts have more flexibility because this is the first year they're not paying top dollar to a quarterback. Mm-hmm. However, I still don't envision the Colts going after the big names. I know everyone's going to want them to go out and get Mike Evans. I just don't see it. I I don't see them going out and getting a Calvin Ridley. Uh, What I do see, and and I wrote about this in my piece today about the the nuggets that Chris Bauer left behind. So by the way, please go check that out on, on sports illustrated was supposed to come out a few days ago, but the internet God said no. So um, (laughs) make sure you go check that out for me. Uh, but I think we're going to see a lot more mid-level deals, uh, because, like the Samson Epicom deals, Drake, uh, like the the deal for Stefan Gilmore, because Stefan Gilmore didn't break the bank, but it was a solid mid-level, mid-tier free agent deal that had a big impact. So I think we could see multiple multiple deals like that in place for the Colts. So it might not be those top, top guys, but you're talking about maybe more mid-level guys that are still going to have a really big impact. One that our, our, our colleague Zach Hicks has really been talking about. And, and, and I think it's a really good idea. Safety, Jeremy chin, you know, adding to that secondary, especially at the safety position, adding some depth and, and some veteran presences in the back end. Uh, uh, you talked about offensive line depth. So NFL nerd, I'm not sure if we're going to talk about the big high dollar free agent signings, but I think there, there is a chance the Colts are more aggressive, maybe just with signing more guys, to those mid tier deals that are going to have an impact. Uh, just not, just not going out and signing Mike Evans for $30 million when they're already going to pay Michael Pittman, probably $24 million a year. But great question. Uh, definitely yeah. sparked a, a debate here. Patrick coming in here with a couple other super chats. Uh, Patrick says chase young, which is a name I really, really like uh, mm. as far as, but I think the Colts are going to have to spend, uh, shell out some pretty big money for chase young. We'll see if they end up doing that. Uh, Chido, Chido Bay, like, like Drake mentioned, Jermaine, Elu Munar, uh, and, and Marcus Mar- Mariota for outside free agents. He also said, and pray to whatever God he believes in for Bowers to fall to them. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, if if Brock Bowers uh, uh, fell to the Colts at number 15 in the draft, boy, uh, you would you would see me celebrate because that would be one hell of a playmaker to add to this Colts offense but so Patrick thank you so much buddy for all of your support truly means the world to Drake and I I know I say that a lot but but it absolutely does so so Drake we've given our grades for Anthony Richardson 
for his rookie season uh tried to be very fair about all this too and 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 i think i think we did a a pretty good job of that but now it's all about again 2024 and beyond developing anthony richardson and and making sure you put him in the best position to succeed and i think as long as as long as he can stay healthy i think we're going to see really big things from anthony richardson in 2024 yeah, and this was the long game when he was taken, okay? And, and I, I can't remember if it was Ursay or if it was Ballard. I think it was Ursay that said, you know, we we drafted him for what he's going to become, okay? Or maybe it was Ballard. I can't remember. But they they knew full full well. Like, these first couple of years, this is a development type of process, okay? That's why they got the coaching staff in place. So just be patient because this is a two or three, maybe even four-year process. But when that product really starts to take off, as you saw at times in 2023, man, the sky is really the limit and he has potential to set defenses on fire. And you could just tell, by the way, uh, Ballard talked about the future. By the way, Steichen talked about it. I've seen it. Uh, and, and, by, and, by, and by how Anthony Richardson talked about it in his season-ending all of them think that the future is bright in India and they're going to do everything they can to reach that 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 pinnacle and, and get the Colts back as to one of the elite teams in the NFL. Uh, so that's our show for tonight, guys. Really appreciate everybody uh, for all of your support tuning in uh, and talking about Anthony Richardson, you know, grading. It was only four games, but trying to give an in-depth look at everything that happened in his rookie season and, and in the various areas uh, that we thought he did well and thought he could improve on as well. want to give a shout out to all of our super chats for the evening anthony patrick carriage house uh nfl nerd uh you guys are fantastic we appreciate all of your support as well as everyone else that joined us tonight uh and 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 talked in the chat and and just talk colts football with us on this monday evening and hope hope everyone's staying warm as well if you haven't done so please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know when drake and i go live every monday and thursday night as drake has to drink again from Patrick Rye uh, throwing in the final drink of the evening. Uh, but you guys want to you guys want to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You also want to subscribe and follow all those socials because next Thursday we're going to be announcing a giveaway. It's our end of season giveaway uh, to all of our loyal listeners and 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 viewers here for the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. And you're going to have to be subscribed and following all of those things uh, to be entered. So you might as well just do it now so you're entered into that giveaway. But if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. Drake, I know you've been writing away on Horseshoe Huddle. Tell the people what they can go check out. So I I did the top three uh, rookies from the 2023 season. I kind of did a little bit of a breakdown on uh, Chris Ballard talking about Gus Bradley. And then I did my three good, three bad from the entire season. So go check those out. NFL nerd, I wanted to highlight this because NFL nerd said you guys are pros. Love what y'all have made here. Fun times. We appreciate the hell out of you. NFL yeah. nerd, you're, you you're, guys, you're a blast, and it's a blast talking to you all about Colts football every week here. So we do it for you guys, and and for the love of football, that's for sure. Uh, but definitely go check out Drake's pieces; they've been fantastic. Uh, uh, always want to make sure you check those out. For me, guys, I had Anthony Richardson uh, and what he had to say at his season-ending pressure, uh, talking about just reflecting 
on his rookie season, everything that he has gone through and, and what he's looking forward to in the future. And then that just came out an hour before we went live here, the five nuggets. I say it every season that Ballard leaves little nuggets uh, about what the Colts are thinking about doing and possibly going to be doing this offseason. My five nuggets from Chris Ballard's season-ending pressure uh, that you're going to want to look at because most of the time, those hit every single season so make sure you check that out as well as all the other fantastic writings on horseshoehuddle.com go follow drake at d wallster drake you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we'll be back thursday night to talk more colts football with you all where drake and i are going to go through our past predictions from the 2023 season give uh three predictions each of where we were right and three predictions where we were wrong so that's going to be a fun one plus you're not going to want to miss what giveaway we have in store for you guys so we will see you all next thursday enjoy your week colts fans